we bring you local news, business news, international, sports and entertainment news. Right here on GTR. GTR. Good morning and welcome to the Daybreak News on Ghana Talks Radio. Coming up this morning, dialysis fee increase affected only six patients, says Kolebu, CEO. In other stories, we don't appoint commissioners. EC responds to CSOs. Over 673,000 eligible voters registered. We are close to target, EC indicates. And in other stories also, police on manhunts for siblings said to have killed 60-year-old woman over witchcraft accusations. This business, sports and showbiz, will be coming in this morning's bulletin. The news will be read by Awintemi Akansukum. Now let's settle for the details. The Chief Executive Officer of Kolebu Teaching Hospital, Dr. Opokuwari Ampoma, has clarified that the recent increase in the cost of renal dialysis from 380 cities to 765.42 cities was not sanctioned by the hospital's management or approved by parliament. He told the media that only six patients were unfortunately affected by the new charge, which was a result of miscommunication by the renal dialysis unit of the hospital. Dr. Ampoma said that the balance would be offset for the affected patients next session. Dr. Ampoma explained that the new charge was a proposal that emanated from the renal dialysis unit, which is factored into a proposal that is then forwarded to the head of department, then to the director of medical affairs, and then to the chief executive officer, who then sits with a central management team to discuss, review it, and then make sure that there is a reasonable justification for the prices and then forwarded to Parliament through the Ministry of Health for approval. Now, the Electoral Commission EC has responded to the Coalition of Civil Society Organizations, CSO's demand for the resignation of two commissioners, Dr. Peter Epiahene and Madame Salima Tijani, saying that it does not make appointment to such positions. A deputy commissioner of the EC, Dr. Bosman Asari, explained at a press briefing that the commission is only mandated to appoint directors and officers, and that appointments beyond that range are absolutely beyond them. Dr. Asari said that the presence of the two commissioners does not in any way affect the commission and suggests that the CSOs direct their demand to the appropriate authority to be addressed. He said with the CSOs calling on the EC on the appointment of commission members, those who are working as directors and officers were appointed by the commission under the leadership of the chairperson. Commission members are not appointed by us. The chairperson did not appoint them. And so if they have any concerns about their appointment, I think that the people who appointed them will be the best person to be called upon. But for us at the commission, we are doing our work so far. We don't think that anybody's presence has undermined the quality, integrity, and the transparency of our processes. And we are working well, and anything is going on well. In a related development, the Electoral Commission says it has successfully registered some 673,000 
276 new voters within 16 days from the beginning of the limited voters registration exercise. Speaking at a news conference Thursday to update the public on the exercise, a deputy chairperson in charge of corporate services at the Electoral Commission, Dr. Eric Bosman Asari, said the commission is averaging 50,000 registrations per day since last week. He stated that at this rate, the EC is set to, stri to strike its target of registering 700,000 new voters by the end of the exercise. He further stated that replacement of voters' ID card will begin on October 10 at the EC's district offices at a fee of 10 cities, which will be paid via a short code that will be made available to the public soon. Meanwhile, the Greater Accra and Ashanti regions continue to lead the way normally in the ongoing registration. Away to other stories, the police have launched a manhunt for two siblings who allegedly killed a 60-year-old woman of a witchcraft accusations at Janga in the Westman Prison Municipality in the Northeast region. The deceased, Musa Azaratu Puana, was shot dead by the suspect after she was accused of witchcraft as well as being responsible for the misfortunes in the community. The suspects have been identified as Sumani Abila and Fatal Sumani. The suspects reportedly accused the deceased of being behind the illness of their father in the community after they consulted a soothsayer. Subsequently, they stormed her house, dragged her out from her room, and shot her with a single barrel gun in the process. She was immediately rushed to the Waliwale Municipal Hospital, but was pronounced dead by doctors upon arrival. Checks by the media indicates that the Northeast Regional Police Command has since launched a manhunt for the suspects who are currently at large. Narrating the incident, the daughter of the deceased, Musa Asana, said she was in the room with her siblings Sunday morning when the two siblings entered their house and started firing warning shots. She added that they dragged my mother out of the room and shot her after accusing her of trying to kill their father. The Northeast Regional Minister, Yidana Zakaria, has confirmed the incident and called for swift investigations to bring the perpetrators to book. He described the incident as barbaric and an affront on human rights and urged the people in the region to desist from it. Now moving to business this morning, Ghana's health budget is expected to expand to 16.5 billion cities in 2024 from 15.2 billion in 2023. According to Fitch Solutions, the medical device market would benefit from increasing government spending on health and economic recovery over 2024. In terms of the medical device market, it said all products category would post high to double digits growth in US dollar terms led by consumers, consumables and dental products. Consumables accounted for more than a quarter of the total medical device market in Ghana and the category is, is expected to record the fastest compound annual growth rate from 21.3% in US dollar terms over our five-year forecast period for 2027. 
Now to some spots this morning, Ghana midfielder Mohamed Kudus has won his second man of the man award in his second start at West Ham United since joining the club earlier this month. Kudus won the award after starring in West Ham United 1-0 win over Lincoln City in the third round of the Carabao Cup. The former Ayaz Amsterdam player played 90 minutes as a central attacking midfielder behind striker Danny Ings and was integral in the win. Kudus completed 41 of 43 attempted accurate passes in the game while delivering two key passes, nailing all seven long pass attempts. Renowned for his dribbling skills, Kudus successfully completed four of seven dribble attempts and won five of 13 ground duels against the lower division Lincoln City. The development comes in the wake of Kudus scoring his debut goal for West Ham, which came in his debut start for the team. Manager David Moyes praised how much Kudus has made a big contribution since joining the team. West Ham has been drawn against fellow landing side Arsenal in the fourth round. Now moving to showbiz this morning, Nollywood actress Linda Osifo has revealed that she contemplated bleaching her skin while in Canada because of racial slurs. The Ebony Thespain, who was born in Benin City, Nigeria, before moving to Canada at 16, said the racism she suffered was traumatizing for her because it came from within. She disclosed this in a recent interview with the media. When asked, did you talk about wanting to bleach your skin because when you grow up, people will call you a monkey? This literally happened. Or C4 replied, yeah. It happens absolutely, and it happens from your shade too. So that is why it is even more of a weird thing. I always feel that those who get bullied don't get bullied by outsiders. It's from within because if somebody else says it, you may not care. But if somebody who is around you, who you are always kind of seeing every other day, says it, it hurts more. This was when I was a teenager in Canada. The positive aspect of moving to Nigeria was seeing more of individuals who look like me. She added that relocating to Nigeria made her appreciate herself more. And that's it with the daybreak news on Ghana Talks Radio. Log on to www.ghanatalksradio.com for more. The news was read by Awen Temi Akansukum. I say thanks so much for making time. Good morning. Get it big. Get it here. Listen to all your life mixes, live radio programs, and live entertaining and news package programs right here from GTR. Ghana Talks Radio.